Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Wikipedia page for Tickled. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I am Victor Veronato, KSN. And I am Rachel Teichman, LMSW. Don't forget to subscribe. Are you doing that on purpose? Like no, that? I'm not. I'm really, really? not. Really? <laughs> really. Wow. All right. Well, don't forget to subscribe, everybody. Rachel was supposed to announce it, but somehow she's against it. I don't know why. I don't know. It's like a mental block. I want to do it, but I can't. This is a documentary that I saw that I want everybody to watch, and so we're going to read about it, but you should probably go watch it as well. Shall we? Yeah, I have no idea what it's going to be, so let's just dive right in. Tickled. This article is about the documentary film. For other uses, see Tickle, Disambiguation. Tickled is a 2016 New Zealand documentary about competitive endurance tickling and videos featuring it and the practices of those producing the videos directed by David Ferrier and Dylan Reeve. The film explores possible legal and ethical issues with certain individuals making the videos and has itself been the subject of legal challenges. A follow-up special, The Tickle King, aired on HBO in February 2017. I definitely am going to check that out. What? Not to be confused with The Tiger King. Yeah, the Tickle King is different than the Tiger King and came before it, as a matter of fact. Synopsis. David Farrier, a New Zealand television reporter whose beat focuses on quirky and odd stories, encounters online videos depicting competitive endurance tickling, an activity in which young athletic men are restrained and tickled by each other. (laughs) 
He begins to research it for a story and requests an interview with the video's producer, Jane O'Brien Media. The company responds with a volatile email refusing to associate with a homosexual journalist. Yes. That makes absolutely no sense given... It doesn't in the... They just go crazy. (laughs) Okay. Although Farrier is actually bisexual. Farrier, bewildered at the hostile response, partners with television producer Dylan Reeve to dig deeper into the mysterious producers. After their initial blog post about the story go viral, the duo receive legal threats from Jane O'Brien Media, who send Kevin Clark and two other representatives to New Zealand to meet with them. Although their interactions are superficially cordial, the Jane O'Brien Media representatives bully the investigators to drop the project. Ferrier and Reeve respond by following the representatives to Los Angeles to an apparent video recording location, but are turned away at the door. Researching the phenomenon further, they uncover information about a person known as Terry DeSisto, alias Terry Tickle, who pioneered recruiting and distributing tickling videos online in the 1990s. They interview independent tickling video producer Richard Ivey, whose operations are comparatively low-key and also acknowledge a homoerotic aspect. Former participants in Jane O'Brien Media's videos describe coercive and manipulative treatment by the producers, such as defamation campaigns against them, exposing their personal information, and contacting associates to discredit them as homosexual or as sexual deviants, all in retaliation for speaking out against the company. A local recruiter in Muskegon, Michigan, describes audition videos he had helped make, which were published by O'Brien Media without the participants' consent. Ferrier and Reeve discover documents on a defunct tickling video website, which link Jane O'Brien Media to David Diamato, the former school administrator behind the Terry Tickle alias. They learn that Diamato had served a six-month prison sentence for disabling computer systems at two different universities in retaliation against an 18-year-old male student who attempted to terminate an online relationship, which began when the young man was 17. They determined that Diamato now lives on a substantial inheritance from his father, a successful lawyer. After considerable effort to locate him, they confront him on the street to which he responds with additional legal threats. Before returning to New Zealand, Farrier contacts Diamato's stepmother for comment. She implicitly confirms her stepson's tickling past, and Farrier informs her that he believes Diamato is still involved in it. Production. Under the working title Tickle King, The Hunt for the Truth in Competitive Tickling, Farrier and Reeve raised... $29,570 New Zealand dollars on a Kickstarter in June 2014 intended primarily to cover the costs of the crew traveling to the United States for a week. The project also received funding from the New Zealand Film Commission. The soundtrack includes music from Upstream Color by Shame Carruth. Release. The film was screened at the January 2016 Sundance Film Festival, after which Magnolia Pictures picked up distribution and HBO picked up US TV rights. In March 2016, it was presented as part of the True False Film Festival. The film was released to New Zealand theaters on 27th May 2016. It was released by Magnolia Pictures to US theaters on the 17th of June and in Australia and the United Kingdom on the 19th of August.
Reception. Tickled has received critical acclaim. In a review headlined, Fetish Documentary Goes From Giggly to Grim, Nigel Smith of The Guardian gives the movie four of five stars. Dennis Harvey of Variety states the on-screen presence of the filmmakers is justified because the harassment they experience in pursuing the story becomes a big part of its narrative. The Salt Lake Tribune, giving it four and a half stars, said it was an act of journalistic courage and that they reveal the harm that can be done by an individual with a lot of money and a vindictive streak. Manola Dargis of the New York Times, giving it a critic's pick, said, Farrier and Mr. Reeves see the humor, but they also see the pathos because it's all fun and giggles until someone gets hurt. Darian Lusk of the New York Observer wrote, The shocking truth is uncomfortably pursued to its fullest, and the result is a riveting piece of investigative journalism. Armin White of Out Magazine was critical of the movie, commenting that it zips past its sexual aspects and concluding that it's ultimately frustrating a blue balls documentary. A blue balls documentary. Blue balls documentary. Wow. Interesting. At Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 93% based on reviews from 106 critics. Metacritic gives the film a score of 76 out of 100 based on reviews from 28 critics, indicating generally favorable reviews. I want to hey, watch it now. Yeah, you should definitely watch this this uh, documentary. It's, it's, it's interesting. And everyone out there, you should definitely listen to this message, which helps support Wikilisten. Thanks for listening to that message and supporting Wikilisten. We appreciate it. Let's get to the response from the documentary's subjects. Can't wait. Response from the documentary subjects. After the premiere screening at Sundance in March 2016, D'Amato filed a federal lawsuit against the filmmakers for making false accusations, including the implication that D'Amato used extortion and abused minors, and stating that D'Amato has no relationship with O'Brien Media. In response, Ferrier told the Salt Lake Tribune that Given the number of hollow legal threats we face during the making of it, it's almost refreshing to see a real case being filed by real lawyers. In June 2016, Kevin Clark of O'Brien Media created a website to counter the documentary. Diamato attended the 18th of June 2016 screening at the New Art Theater in Los Angeles and confronted Dylan Reeve saying, You need to lawyer up. You need to get criminal counsel. Clark argued with Reeve during a public question and answer session after the film, saying, The film is a piece of garbage full of lies. Release the audio tapes that show you're lying. And if you don't release it, it's the same as admitting you're lying. Diamato filed a $40 million defamation and slander lawsuit in Nassau County Court alleging that his stepmother Dorothy Diamato made statements in the film with the intention to injure his business, causing mental distress. Diamato died at the age of 55 on the 13th of March 2017. The filmmakers posted a statement on the website that they were incredibly sad to learn of it and asking that his death be treated with respect. Wow. Tickled. It is a great documentary. I had no idea what it was going to be about. So when I saw the trailer for it, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was like a joke documentary. And I was like, I'm in. 
I'm going to watch this joke documentary. And then it was real. And I was like, whoa, this is even better. Yeah. Who knew a documentary about kink would turn so dark? <laughs> about kink? This is, <sighs> this is about kink. This is a kink documentary. Yeah. Okay. Sure. 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 This has been the Wikipedia page for Tickled. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, please let us know. We'll read it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.